Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, Alan. So, do I have, who do I have on the line? All of us. We have uh, Ivan Pajash, uh, Daniel Chris, and Serhi Adamic. Well, that's a group. Okay, so welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. Thank you for having us. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I actually, this is a lot of, this is going to be fun because there's some <laughs> Ukrainian link here, and I lived in Kiev for a while. So, look, this is episode 167 of Calgary Business Podcast, and I want to welcome the Kozak Vodka Alberta team. Thank you for welcoming us. So, you guys, it's up to you. So, let me get the name. So, sir, it's Daniel, sir, was that Sergey or Sir? Sergey. Sergey, okay. Sergey. Yes. And the third name? Uh, Ivan. Ivan. Ivan Ivanovich. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Picked well, up good. a few words in Kiev, didn't you? Well, I lived in Kiev in 95, and then I worked there from 209 to two. 212 ish. Wow, nice. Yeah, so you guys wait. Is this, a, is this the Troika? Is this the Troika of Russian speakers? <laughs> Troika of Ukrainian speakers. <laughs> right, I don't. Uh, no, sorry, guys. But look, oh, that's that's that was actually pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah, because there's a big difference between Gavru and Gahru, or however, you know, the, the Ukrainian. Yeah, there's a slight difference. So well, guys, look, um, this is fantastic. So let, let's 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 get into each of you to introduce yourselves, and then we can go from there. Hi, I'm Daniel Chris. I'm 25 years old. I'm originally born in Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. And I, along with my team here, have been uh, part of this Kozak uh, business, Kozak uh, Vodka Alberta, for since the end of 2018. Right. Right. Uh, sorry, my name is Ivan Pajash. Uh, I was born in Kiev, actually. Moved here in 2000, lived in Calgary, and then moved to Edmonton in 2014. I've uh, been friends with these guys for a long time. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Serhi. I actually moved from Ukraine, from Western region in Ternopil in 2003. I was nine at the time. Yeah. I uh, lived here, wow. 16 years so more than I lived in Ukraine it's weird to say but uh, I when I first moved here I became friend good friends with Daniel and then Ivan we went to a Ukrainian camp and met Ivan and that's how yes. our friendship kind of formed and here we are starting a business together you know literally so my my wife is Russian and we had this discussion just the other day I said oh we could buy Stoli or you know or absolute or something, you know, any of those, she's like, no, they're all bad. Like here in Calgary, right? She's like, they're all mm -hmm. bad. And she's like, there's nothing like Russian-made vodka. So you guys are next door. I mean, your, your roots, right? Yeah. So, and I think you you grew up, you know, I, I lived there. I know it's, it's, I literally went to Kiev thinking I'm going to speak Ukrainian or learn Ukrainian and it was all Russian. But that was a long, that was a long time ago. But, but you're learning vodka. Tell me what makes vodka from that region better than vodka made here so vodka the traditional term for vodka actually in ukrainian is horilka so what we're selling is actually horilka which yeah. is the traditional form um produced in ukraine and there's a lot of history and everything that goes into that and uh 
where the original horilka or vodka was created. Yeah. And we as Ukrainians love to say that it was first made in Ukraine. And yeah. there's a lot of history that goes back into showing that it truly was. So other than that, with our current uh, with the current production of horilka or vodka in Ukraine, specifically yeah. uh, uh, Kozak vodka or Kozatskarada as it's called there, uh, there's a lot of differences uh, with that production compared to other vodkas that you see on the market here in Alberta today. One of so the main differences is with the distillation and the purification method. So uh, in Ukraine specifically, they the government creates the initial spirit, the 100% spirit, yeah. and they distribute that, distribute that to different... Uh, vodka producers and 100% proof wow that's got to be that's got to be that's got to be hot or i don't yeah yeah it's it's completely pure and is that going i'm going i'm going and uh yeah so the way that it differentiates between say companies in ukraine and then looking outside of ukraine are the yeah. purification methods so you'll see a lot of bottles and uh, with seven times distilled, five times distilled. Right. And to the unexperienced vodka drinker, uneducated vodka drinker, it, it, you might think that that's some kind of better quality vodka. Sure. But with the way that vodkas are produced in Ukraine, it's the purification method that uh, allows it to be, to have that difference between other vodkas and to have that cleanliness that smoothness that our vodka has okay so let so it's not, the distil, distillation is one part but the purification so you know i'm i'm an accountant so yeah bugalter so <laughs> but, so the purification can maybe daniel or sergey somebody can clarify what that means because i i'm not an expert so, and i think my two listeners wouldn't be either so with the purification it's mostly there's like our vodka has five different purification methods. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the main ones that uh, they run through is this char charcoal filtration. So uh -huh. they bring out the pure water from underground, from uh, underground aquifers, which is one of their initial purification methods. And then once it's above ground, they run it through charcoal filters and, and all sort of these things so, so it, clean, it cleans the vodka or the water this is after it's been distilled is it yeah afterwards? so after they've received that uh, spirit from the government they yeah. then add it with the water and then they purify it even more so with distillation you keep removing things from the vodka with purification you're cleaning it up and you're keeping that initial uh cleanliness with that water that smoothness uh because with vodka it's not only the alcohol that's making it a smooth drink. It's also the other minerals and everything that's added into added that. Into yeah. Oh, you mean added during the purification process, like the charcoal? Yeah, or you're keeping that in with the original water that you're taking out of those aquifers instead of just pulling everything out when you're distilling multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that when you back to your point earlier, if it says we we distilled it five or six, seven times, that doesn't affect the quality. No, not not uh, not crazily and i'd like i really okay i'm going back but I, you know I'm, I'm a little older than you three but you know the, the lining up the bot line, lining up the uh the, the the shot the shot glasses right 
Peter Gramov. Toka Peter Gramov. Fifty for the, you know, fifty grams of alcohol. But you line them up. I mean, I'd love to do that. Where you say, here's the Alberta made. Here's a here's a Ukrainian made. It would be great. I mean, maybe we should do that someday. <laughs> That's what interesting. Originally, when we started, we were looking. As you know, Ukraine's well known for their horyuka slash vodka. And before <laughs> I we love this term horyuka. I love yeah. It. That's the name. Uh, before we decided which one we're going to bring, because there's a lot of choices. We could have went a lot of different directions. Sure. What we did is we brought a few samples and did a blind test where we poured uh, a few different uh, horiokas yeah. into a shot glass and tasted it. And then we ranked it on terms of quality in the sense of taste, smoothness. Yeah. And another, I personally believe that visual appeal of a bottle would be important in uh, Alberta market. And yeah. that's, actually, of- that's what we did. We lined up 50, 50 <laughs> ml and uh, went from there. Well, yeah, I could just say Pita said. That's the, the Ukrainian way. Um, but God, so that's, that's incredible. So you, you actually went through it yourself before you decided on this one. So you decided the how many... Like, how long did that process take? Did you go to cross Alberta, through Edmonton? What? Uh, so that process actually, you know, took a while in terms of, like, from the initial, like, we, we, we got the vodkas to try them out. We yeah. chose the one we liked, but the actual process took uh, nearly a year to actually get it kick-started because uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, regulations we have to kind yeah. of take into account here in Alberta specifically. So, you know, the kick-starting, the licensing, uh, getting all the permits, you know, getting the someone to transport, and you know, and also um, talking, uh, communicating with our uh, group company in Ukraine. So the importing, uh, so I mean, there's regulations around that, but once you get through that, it, is it is it kind of a seamless process, and in, in terms of speed and efficiency, or how is it? I mean, let's we can talk COVID, but in general, is it a, is it pretty? Once you got that down, you you, know, you import pretty good. Well, because we only so far had one shipment and the initial, that first shipment took some time. It was a lot of coordinating between our partners in Ukraine. Yeah. What happens, our, uh, our, uh, the factory in Ukraine is located, as you know, everything in Ukraine goes through Odessa, through the port. Oh, okay. So wait, where's, okay, this is probably, I'm thinking you're probably, the vodka is probably being done in Kherson region somewhere in the south or? So the vodka is actually produced in the Zhitomir region. So that's uh, southwest of uh, Kiev. Yeah. No, I, okay. So that's where like a lot of the fruit and the kind of hot, mild weather, hot summers. and uh, It's actually in the north, northern part. So it's only an hour outside of Kiev. So it, oh, it's okay. uh, produced in sort of that grain basket part of Ukraine. Oh, sure. That's right. A lot of that... Uh, the wheats and the rice are collected and and redistributed from the government when they get that uh, initial spirit. So it's really controlled. That that first part is controlled by the government. You, I mean, Alberta's got its own control aspects, but you got the government side as well. So mm-hmm. you're not you, but that your your supplier in Ukraine is dependent upon that government. The government. Yeah. So. With each company, they get allocated a specific portion and each company kind of uh, ballots to receive greater portions depending on their sales and everything like that. It kind of regulates the market there and prevents uh, companies from uh, 
sort of having these corrupt methods in in terms of Monopoly. monopolizing yeah, exactly. the market and uh, sort of uh, corruption with farmers and grain producers. So it kind of regulates everything in that sense. Yeah, I mean, we could probably have a whole this guy hold the day discussion on that one, but yeah. But let's let's stick to the vodka. So you got you 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 chose on is it? Let's go back to that sampling. So you brought some samples out, and I want to say that if I put three in front of me, right? I'm going to be drunk by the third one. I'm like, they all sound, they all taste good. <laughs> um, not necessarily. Not if you have it with traditional Ukrainian sour. <laughs> well, that's fat, right? That's fat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, you got, no, no. I mean, on a cracker and salo and, and a vodka, yeah, you have to put well, it. Well, you know what we did, though? Like, we, we, t we did a blind test. Like, we were to take a shot, but we also, you know, uh, drank it, like, mixed it in with a drink. Like, you know, made like a... Rum and Coke, or I don't know, just vodka, cranberry, as oh, well. Yeah. We were eating, so we did a bunch of tests, and uh, we formulated based off that. It wasn't just like you know, we take a shot and like, okay, that's good. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, know, but so okay, so you picked yours, but was it from the same factory? Going back to that, the guy in in Kurimka, uh, no, Kurimka, uh, in Jimote, Jitome, yeah, yeah. God, sorry, you got, I'm mixing up Russian, a little bit of Ukrainian, and some English. And I haven't been drinking yet, guys. It's called a Sulzik. It's okay. <laughs> but it's amazing. So it, was it, the samples all came from that factory? No, 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 no. We had vodkas from different brands. Oh, okay. All over Ukraine. Yeah. That's what we decided. That was our, our main goal was to bring an affordable Horyuka vodka to the Alberta market at a reasonable reasonable price but the taste was important to us another thing we took into consideration we wanted to work with uh partners that had the same values and integrity as us um sure. so we emailed a bunch of companies tried their samples had conversations with them and yeah. uh, we chose uh kozak radar kozak vodka and they're under by data uh, group and by data group is uh, the largest uh supplier of vodka in ukraine that's incredible i never like literally i i lived in 18 1995 for 18 months and then went back and worked literally simferopol i never i mean i never knew anything about the vodka other than oh yeah a little kiosk we need a bottle you know and this is incredible guys it's a learning for me because i was working oil and gas and and you know it's different this is incredible you really opened my eyes i didn't even think about the the, the products or the you know the the production and all that so so you picked that, you picked that, and you had some, the snags, was the snags getting, because the biggest cash, cash is probably king there, right? Getting them cash before they ship anything. Uh, yeah, not just that, we had, we had a few snags along the way, but it was our first time, it was a great learning experience. Yeah. Uh, we obviously, before we even, the whole process started, they sent us a contract that we reviewed with our lawyers, sure. went over um uh, so our payment was set up where we pay 30 percent before uh okay. the down payment and uh 70 once the product was uh shipped yeah so that that's what we decided uh but like the whole the process in itself it was difficult we had to find the carrier in ukraine to transport it to odessa then we needed to find a company in canada that uh would uh, ship it from Odessa to uh, while we went through Vancouver. You can either go through Vancouver or Eastern ports in uh, 
and uh, how through Halifax slash yeah. Montreal. Wow. Uh, the whole, the, what, it was a bit untimely as it came, uh, our shipment came right on uh, uh, New Year's. Yeah. We were hoping to get it in stores and have it available for as Ukrainian New Year's. There's a bunch of uh, hall parties, which is uh, on. Uh, oh, yeah, 14th of January. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 14th of January. As our product came, there was delays, and then our container uh, was taken for the CBSA exam. It's a random exam where they obviously inspect what comes in and what's in the manifest is what's actually in the container. So we had to pay a pretty large fee for the exam. We were kind of shocked. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, once it came in, there was uh, paperwork uh, uh, that needed to be completed with the CBSA. It needed to be clear cleared. Uh, once it got cleared, by the end, with the clearance, our uh, vodka was available because all the vodka that's bought in Alberta is on the Liquor Connect. Yeah, that's right. I saw that. That's your kind of a whip. You're not, yeah, that's your so that's I your believe it became available on February 20th, around that time. Yeah, so it was almost about two months late with all the uh, border, uh, border slowdowns which uh, really kind of hampered our uh, steam in, in which we wanted to and put it out into the market. Yeah, and business expansion because we already, well, our, we thought we would get it earlier and we already had a few uh, hall events lined up and they were yeah. interested in uh, having our vodka, but that obviously didn't happen. But, but for I guess because the Ukrainian community is quite rich, particularly in Edmonton, and you guys yeah. know, you know it's called the Chuck, right? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's originally why we chose to pursue this kind of business. We were looking at what kind of Ukrainian products can we bring here. And with vodka specifically, we're, I wouldn't say passionate vodka drinkers, maybe a little bit. We don't want to kind of overemphasize how, how much someone drinks, but uh, yeah, it's a very lucrative business in Ukraine and with only at the time when we were bringing it in with only one other vodka, uh, Ukrainian vodka in the province, uh, from all these events that we would go to, we were all very involved in the Ukrainian community. There yeah, was a because lot it's really, I mean, it's, it's, you're bringing it from Ukraine. I, I, did, yeah. I just thought you, you had a catchy name when I reached yeah. out to you guys, and I didn't realize that you, the roots go right to Ukraine. Yeah, and that's, that's the great thing about this vodka. It's genuine Ukrainian vodka that's, being sold in Alberta. So it's not too far from what's actually being sold in Ukraine, save for the transliterated uh, Ukrainian name to the English version that we have here. Hudilka. But so you couldn't, you didn't, you didn't think about the branding to call it Hudilka, or do you have like one, one label is going to be English and one's going to be in Ukrainian? Uh, well, actually with the regulations here uh, in Ukraine, it's obviously a fully Ukrainian bottle, Ukrainian language, but here, uh, with the regulations, uh, we need English and French with certain yeah. like specifications, ingredients. So yeah, we had we got it fully translated and it's, uh, just made the name of Kozak here. And then the same thing with the labels on the back, all the ingredients and the little engravings on the bottle are uh, yeah. 
in English. Going back, you said why we didn't do Kozak Horilka. We thought about that, <laughs> but our business doesn't just want to cater to the Ukrainian community, our yeah, yeah. vodka, <laughs> and not a lot of, I mean, vodka is a universal term. Everyone knows what it is. Horilka, not so much. I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know that, but I'm, I'm not a native, like I'm Ukrainian, right? Ukrainian, Polish, Ukrainian, but I grew up in an English-speaking, but a Catholic kind of household. But you know, going back to the UGG, you remember Ukraine, uh, United, Grain, Grain, United Grain Growers here in Alberta and across the provinces? Sure. So my grandpa had a hat. He gave it to me when I was little. And he's like, here's, here's a UGG, Ukrainian good guy. <laughs> I, would, I always remember that. Anyway. That's funny. Okay. So, but uh, look, I, I really appreciate that side of it. So look, the... First of all, I got to I got to ask: Have you done the documented it in terms of? And I'm, I'm I'm saying this from a point of kind of a branding and awareness because you could teach a lot of people else if they're if you're going to bring vodka or other things, other products, right, from that region because yeah. it's really a case study. To, to my point, there's a case study there. <laughs> but okay, so guys, anything else? I mean, COVID hit, right? You hit February, you got your shipment in, and then COVID hit. What'd you do? I mean, just like any other business, smaller business here, we we were affected with no exception. Yeah, um, we were in the mark before the whole COVID thing. Our vodka was in, on the market for about three weeks. Yeah, and uh, before that, we were doing really well. Before the COVID, we, I believe we were in fifty-six stores already. Yeah, wow. we we gained a lot of interest. We were kind of building up to. Uh, kind of plateau at a very high level of cases sold per week. Yeah. We had, I'm not sure if you're aware of the Ukrainian uh, festival, U-Fest, that's held in Edmonton every May. There's also a festival in Calgary. We had a commitment from the one in Edmonton, and we were looking for a commitment from the one in Calgary as well. So we were, which both of those events were canceled due to the COVID. Sure. Due to COVID. So it just kind of... Uh, destroyed that progress we were making and we were through the hiroka out the, the hiroka got thrown out <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry guys i'm going to use that term hiroka yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's so right. we were building momentum we were we got into a few restaurants we had commitment from others but then as you know the whole thing covid hit and a lot of businesses took a hit and yeah. they were weren't just willing at this time to buy something that it's new on the market. They have to. Th they have their own expenses to take care of, right? Rent, and sure. uh, so it's slowed down for us uh, quite a bit. But it's been slowly picking back up again, and we're starting to roll again. So what? Did, anything like? Because now you suddenly couldn't go door to door. You couldn't talk to people. You were you going to a lot of liquor stores and just lo locales? You mentioned the Ukrainian yeah. community, but were you going to? You know, those like Ace Liquor and places like that and saying, hey, we've got this, yeah. coming, this vodka. So, yeah, when, when, when we had traction before COVID, City was saying uh, our major, most of our success came actually from physically going to meet the owner, the manager of a liquor yeah. store or a brand. So we were doing more. Phone, we uh, switched over to phone calls, emails during, you know, kind of quarantine time. Sure. And we did have some traction, but definitely not as much. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, like we were going into stores trying to get, and you know, Ace Liquor and the bigger stores, it's hard to find the, you know, the big boss over there. 
So that took a little while to get the right sure. contact information to finally reach the person who we need to talk to in order for them to carry it. Because, uh, you know, you don't just go to one ace wicker and you have, it, you have to get it approved by the head office. <laughs> well, I tried, to, I tried to reach out to different, like, for liquor stores and it's for the podcast, right? And they're, oh, we're, our head office is in Toronto. And that was my early, early days. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. It's not just one owner or it's, it's, it's a branch or the different, there's the store managers or whoever. Yeah, they, they want to keep that information a secret so it's not given to the general public. <laughs> but, you know, you DM, like I DM'd you, and this is something I learned. I don't know if you guys know Gary Vaynerchuk. If you don't, you just need to. You need oh, to yeah, yeah I, I listen to his podcast all the time. Gary V. Okay, so you know Vaynerchuk. You know he's from Belarus. Yeah. So, so he, literally, the marketing side, one reason, like, I went from, as you said, the COVID period. For me, podcasts, I was doing 100 of them face-to-face. When yeah. COVID hit, I, I literally remembered listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. He said, you know, DM people in Instagram. DM the business owners and find the, you know, whoever's behind the, behind the Instagram account. For you guys, I, you, you mentioned emails, kind of old school. To me, that's, you know, phone calls. That's a hard slog. But reaching them, you know, the social media person behind their, their Instagram account, that's probably doesn't cost you any money. And, and, let, and probably you can hit more than, 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 you know, than the phone calls. But anyway, I just as an idea for future. Yeah. So with the Instagram and everything, what we found also works is uh, following and liking uh, liquor store posts. And then yeah. uh, those stores eventually see that we're kind of a fledgling uh, vodka company here in Alberta. And then we sure. get some uh, contact through that. So yeah, that's, it, it is a very helpful tactic to, uh, pursue those connections on uh social or hashtag media. vodka right hashtag vodka people say oh those hashtags don't work it's real yeah I have people follow me when i do some kind of hashtag some weird thing i'm gonna use vodka i'll use hashtag vodka and you'll get some and you'll track different people yeah it's I think in the sense you're building at the you're networking in the sense that's right through you social are. media so i want to say guys there's going to be a vodcast Yes, this is a podcast. <laughs> you need to have nobody's talking vodka out there, right? They are, but they're not. You can have episode one, the first grain, right? I mean, God, vodcast. <laughs> you guys are, are going to do an idea, or is that an idea you're going to do? Or what? <laughs> no, this is yours. You're the vodcast. Vodcast. Vodcaster, so guys. <laughs> you can't use Hiroka, Hirocast. Nobody's going to get it, right? I think the vodcast would be perfect to have in person, though. So hopefully, this COVID can wrap up soon and we can have some of those Piadisat Ram and, uh, <laughs> and have a vodcast. But, but you know, in Ukraine, it's actually double. Like the shots there are double the size. So when you ask for something, you get like. 100 and then you know for a non-ukrainian you're like what the heck is going on <laughs> so it's <laughs> twice as drunk <laughs> but that's why you're but that's there's three of you right three of you can absorb it <laughs> yeah, 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 right. there's more meat more salo <laughs> yeah more salo more salo but but that's the three zoop you know for the for the benefit of the listeners out there the, the ukrainian flag is called the three zoop right that's the three of you guys yeah, I don't yeah, I guess I've never thought of it like that. That's that's a great analogy. <laughs> that's your, but that could be a marketing. We're the three zoops. I don't know. That's it, but zoop is also a tooth, right? I don't know if it's in Ukrainian, but yeah, zoop, yeah, <laughs> three teeth. Well, I guess, yeah, three teeth. <laughs> <laughs> guys. I don't know. This is fun. This has been fun. I don't know where else we can go. Where else can we go with this? Because I, I do like the vodcast, 
I think you need <laughs> to do it. But you could invite the owners of some liquor stores, right? The independents. You know, we're doing a vodcast. <laughs> we're just talking about vodkas. Because I literally, you open my eyes, and there are a lot of independents. I've had three distillers on my podcast, and they're making vodka locally. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm ignorant of the whole thing because I just didn't know that you could make it so easily. And they start with beer because you guys aren't making it. You're not a distiller. You're kind of redistributing, right? We're the distributors. Yeah. We're, we're in the sense of the middle, man. So will you, will you open a distillery here or that, I mean, could you mimic what they're doing in Ukraine? The hundred percent down to the, you know, the, the purification. Could you mimic that here? I mean, that's definitely a possibility, but I don't know if that uh, same appreciation for the quality will exist if it's not coming from Ukraine, such a historic place of uh, vodka production. And that's that's kind of our catch with why we're bringing uh, Kozak vodka to Alberta is that it's coming from this place that produces these high quality spirits. Yeah, no, I mean, it's my wife just literally says there's no way. And so I'm, I'm reckoning it's very similar. The, the, is it similar process in Russia where they, they have this distilled, this, the government guy controls it? I didn't realize that. They make the bunch of batch of vodkas and then they distribute it? I'm not, I'm not exactly sure with uh, Russian uh, <laughs> policy, I guess. Maybe it's just what uh, their president says goes. <laughs> you know, there's, I remember way back in Kiev, way back I bought a bottle. I brought one back. And it, it was, I think it was Kamelnitsky, and it was the bottle where he's in the back, and it's that kind of a frosted bottle, and in the in the back his pitcher's inside. So if you look through, he's that there's a, like a window, or like a pitcher frame. Is that is that? Maybe I was wrong, but it wasn't Kamelnitsky vodka or something like that. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Like, are you talking about like th- that specific vodka, or just in general? Well, like Dolgoruki. So the Russian, the, the mayor, the former whatever founder of, of Moscow was Dolgoruki. And the vodka was, was that same thing, right? And I think the Ukrainians match it with Bogdan Kamelnitsky, the similar bottle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, I, believe, I believe that's correct. Something like that. I might be wrong, but it was a bo- that I love that kind of bottle. I don't know. What is your, can you describe for the benefit of listeners, your vodka bottle, what it looks like? Well, it's it's a very stylish looking bottle. It has a nice start from the top. <laughs> it has a nice leather cap with engravings on it. With three up on top of the cap. Yeah, and okay. then it, you know it's a glass bottle. Um, it's long and thin, and has cool engravings around it as well. And on the bottom, it has that uh, it has that um, kind of huge hole, and actually that's for balancing and uh, manufacturing the bottle, so it's just better sturdier bottle. You know how the wine has it. They say the deeper it is, the yeah. apparently better quality. <laughs> I might not that. be the same with vodka, but we'd like to think that yeah. that's what it <laughs> means for our uh, bottle. And hopefully people think of it like that as well. On the back side, there's also an etched uh, trezub again uh, yeah. in the glass and on the back of the front yeah. label. So if you look through the back of the bottle, there's a poem uh that talks about freedom and what it means to be a kozak wow yeah no i mean but see it's with a z because the sort of that english version is c-o-s-s-a-c-k right yes so kozak is kind of real it gives it gives you a feel it's it just gives you a feel like I, even when it, it caught my attention and i'm glad like i saw that there's a, you you wrote in ukrainian on your uh instagram page but i can read ukrainian they're just it, the words are a little bit different than russian mm-hmm Wow. You, you know what a Kozak is, right? 
Yeah, like, he's the warrior on the horse. And yeah. The yeah. yeah. With the little ponytail type of hair. <laughs> Called Osiladis. Jivotic. Jivotic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, Jivotic. No, no, Jivotic is stomach. Ah, Hubostek, Hubostek. Hubostek, there you go, yeah. Jivotek, a little. Jivotek, a little stomach. (laughs) Guys, look, uh, we we can have an off conversation in Russian because, I I mean, but Ukraine is a little bit different. You probably, I'd get lost and you'd get lost and we'd be be back to English. (laughs) (laughs) Do you speak Russian fluently? Yeah, I mean, relatively to, you know, the extent, but. That's I spent a long time in in Kazakh, Russian, and uh, Ukraine. So yeah. speak speak very much. You know very much. When I do the accent, though, people laugh and they say, "Oh, you got a good. You're pretty good in English." I'm go, but I'm from here. <laughs> I'm not from here. My country, we drink vodka all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, really, thank, I mean, you've opened my eyes. This has been a lot of fun. I, you know, is there anything you want to say about like? Literally, what the world's yours right now. Your this is your vodcast. We we just want to say that you know, like we're uh, we're uh, you know importing a new Ukrainian vodka here, new to the market. Yeah. Uh, there's a large population here in Alberta, so we, we're hoping to reach as many Ukrainians and Albertans in to- in general here. Uh, you know, hopefully everyone gives it a chance, gives it a try, and if they like it, they'll come back for more, right? Yeah. So how do we how do we how do people find you? How, so uh, if you go on uh, Wicker Connect and you type in uh, Kozak Vodka, we're actually going on an Instagram page or Facebook page. There'll be a link that will redirect you to uh, an area that says shows you kind of which stores carry it throughout Alberta. Yeah. So the nice thing about Liquor Connect, it gives you a map and it gives you a list of all the locations that carry Kozak Vodka. Nice. So if you can click that link, you can find a store near you and you can try it out. And if it isn't in a store near you, Ask the clerk, and we can get the, this buzzing. More stores will hear about our vodka. More stores will carry it, and more people will have the chance to try it. And that's what we're all about: having people try this amazing Ukrainian vodka, Horilka, yeah. that Uruka. is produced nowhere else uh, as it is there uh, in Ukraine, and it are at the specific factory that it's being produced at. No, that's brilliant. And, you know, it's I go way back. So I did at Tajikistan and now we're talking about vodka. And I was in Tajikistan and I remember these people came from America and they're like, oh, and they brought a, they bought a bottle because they were told when you're traveling um, and in particular, if you're eating wild mushrooms or anything uncooked, drink vodka first. So they literally <laughs> were drinking vodka before the meals and they weren't they weren't putting like you talk about sallow or anything, you know, salt or a pickle or whatever, right? They were just drinking it to set the pre-meal, to set their stomach. I don't know if it helped them. I, that, that's the OG medicine, you're right. That used to cure my my dad back in the day when he was sick. And- <laughs> <laughs> I like that, the OG medicine. But yeah, you know anyway, what you say? Know. When, if you're sick, if you have, if you feel food coming on, a yeah. shot of horilka slash vodka with some pepper, and you're good to go the next day. Well, I, I've had some... You know, you, you someone, one of you, I think Daniel said, you don't want to say how much you drink, but wow, I have some, my days in Kiev and getting exposed to it. But you know, there was, I don't know if you have this rule in Ukraine, but the Russians have a rule that when you start a toast, you can never stop on the chodni, ni chodni. You cannot stop on the even. You have to go until you, so one, three, five, seven. I don't know if you guys have that rule. I don't say no. Are you talking about like in terms of toast, how many toasts to have? 
Yeah, you cannot stop on an even. Yeah. Well, we, we also have a tradition where uh, when we start a bottle, we have to finish it. So we cannot leave. <laughs> we cannot leave. It's a disgrace to our family name and our country if we don't finish the bottle. So that's our tradition. <laughs> that is funny. But there's three, as I said, there's three of you to one, right? So yeah, we can finish a little bit more than a normal person. So. <laughs> I want to scare you a little bit more, Wade. But <laughs> Guys, oh, this has been great. Really been fun. Um, so any look, anything, look, um, send me some photos of that bottle. Like that would be, if, if you post it on Instagram, I'll find it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We can definitely do that. We'll, we'll send you uh, some nice pictures. Yeah. And you know, if you're going to some yourself, you're living in Calgary, right? I am. Yeah, so just go to some stores. We're trying to expand in there as well right now. And you can you know, take a look for yourself. Yeah, you know, I've had I've had a couple of this. Because I, I, I literally love that. I shout back out to some of the, the brewers. I've had a couple of brewers on. And I love it when I find them in the shop. I've, and then there was a, one, of my, one of my podcast guests was from Ontario. Um, I'm just, I'm, the name is slipping me. But they've got the vodka. But it's a vodka, like a drink. And uh, it's really fun. But they had the gin one, the gin flavored. You know, they, it's kind of like they're redistributing with, with, with flavoring. And I, I literally saw it one day and I'm like, wow. I, you know, you, you kind of, it's, my eyes are going to be open. So I'm, I will shout out and I will get that vodka bottle when I see one. That's great. Well, let us know what you think of it. The taste. Absolutely. We would have been happy to have or to meet with you in person and share some drinks during those, uh, during the podcast. Like, I've been watching a lot of Joe Rogan, and they uh, share a lot of drinks and everything during their. Oh, they uh, share some other things on there too, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, but just, but I'm telling you, the vodcast, your guys, you know, it's you guys should do it, and I think the reason is because you know you could talk vodka and stories. I would have some stories to share. I could be your first episode, and just <laughs> give you, you know, Yanimo Gould Gallery. <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> i think okay. we've all been there <laughs> but guys look really a pleasure having you on and th by the way this is calgary not the edmonton podcast you can start your own someday <laughs> yeah we're gonna have a, a vodcast and uh, we're gonna finish the bottle so we're gonna if we are gonna go down that way uh, uh we won't be able to finish the podcast until the bottle's fully done i don't know well, how we're gonna be talking towards the end of it, but <laughs> I don't know which way the podcast will go, but it'll be fun. I can guarantee you. That's that. insane. We and test. We're testing new bot. We're testing new bottles today. By the end of it, you're like, okay, next week is that, and you're and you're gonna switch. You're exactly. Gonna switch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I you could do that one as well. But guys, look, thank you for this uh, for taking the time today, and and stay safe. No, thank, thank you for you. the opportunity. Thanks for hosting thank us. Yeah, we appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Take care. Thanks, Alan. All right, man. See you. Cheers. Bye.